Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years. Read them all at my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by going to at Quipster, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Quipster.net if you want to follow me there. Just remember that Quipster is spelled with a W. Today I'm going to be reviewing a film called Morgan. It's a science fiction thriller. It does have some horror elements to it as well. It's an R-rated film because it does contain brutal violence and some language. It runs an hour and 32 minutes. The stars include Kate Mara, Anya Taylor-Joy, Rose Leslie, Toby Jones, Michelle Yeoh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Paul Giamatti. Lou Scott is the director and the screenplay is by Seth W. Owen. If you were to mix story elements from Ex Machina and Blade Runner and then direct them without any visionary tendencies, I think you would have something close to Morgan, if not Morgan itself. All three films concern whether artificial intelligence has become so sophisticated that the artificial constructs may begin to have something resembling human emotions, though... In all three cases, morality, the basic sense of right and wrong, has yet to govern them the way that it does for most of us flesh and blood types, and that makes these entities a danger to us. The director that proves to be, at least at this point of his career, lesser than the likes of Ridley Scott and Alex Garland is first-time Helmer Luke Scott who just so happens to be the son of Ridley Scott himself. Ridley is a credited producer on Morgan, so he does have his hands in here too. Not that it's entirely Luke Scott's fault as to why Morgan might fail as a movie. The screenplay from Seth W. Owen seems more of an attempt at a genre excursion than something designed to wrestle with weighty themes on what it means to be human, and that renders the film a bit derivative in that way, even though it's trying to reach out to be something a little bit more sophisticated, I guess. Most of the action takes place as it was with Ex Machina in this large house in a remote, scenic location that doubles as some sort of experimental laboratory. There are scientists there observing the maturation of a synthetic young woman named Morgan. In reality, she's five years old, but she does have accelerated aging that gives her the appearance of a young woman, perhaps in her late teens. The staff there all have fond feelings for Morgan because they've raised her over the last five years. Though the trust with her is shattered one day when Morgan appears to lash out very violently and very unexpectedly against one of their own, causing severe injuries. The corporation behind the experiment sends a risk management consultant to go assess the risks of continuing. Her name is Lee Weathers. She's played by Kate Mara. Weathers finds that despite the fear of the people there in that house, that laboratory, of a repeat occurrence that has Morgan pretty much contained, confined into one room that she can't get out of, they do rationalize that this outburst is some sort of anomaly, an error, as Morgan says, and it's part of the acceptable risk for the project that she might not be able to contain her violent impulses from time to time, given that she is really very young in her development. So that's kind of the basic setup. There's more to the story than that, but I won't get into it because the film does have a few, I guess, reveals, if you want to call them that. Uh, it is shot with a washed-out color palette by cinematographer Mark Patton. Mark Patton worked as a second unit director of photography for the last several Ridley Scott theatrical releases. He gets to the forefront in this film. Some of the larger pleasures of Morgan come from that look, that feel, the overall sense of eerie aesthetic. 
it does manage in that way to tread the line between science fiction and thriller and horror in some ways that will likely make it of certain appeal to anyone who enjoys those three genres. If you like those kinds of movies, you're going to be attracted and want to know what this film is all about. Unfortunately, there are some downsides to the movie that keep it from being something that I could wholeheartedly recommend. For instance, the the film is very choppily edited, especially when there are scenes of violent confrontation. They're poorly choreographed. It makes it really hard to see, and it diffuses the effectiveness of this movie during a time when it should have been at its most exhilarating. So we're denied that kind of good thriller element that would have made this something more than just a rehash of Blade Runner and Ex Machina. As far as downsides, though, I think less impactful, but I do think that it's disappointing nevertheless and worth mentioning. There's this over-idealized fashion style that's given to the characters that I feel takes you out of the movie, especially when you see people who are running around and their hair never gets messed up. Morgan is always wearing this plush hoodie. It's not really visually appealing, and it's there's no real explanation as to why she always has to have it on. Lee Weathers has this very androgynous look, wearing this business suit and short hair that is always in place. And these kinds of things, they feel like somebody sat around and and came up with this idealized notion of what these characters should look like. But I think that a more straightforward approach should have been taken because it just seems a little too sleek and a little too worked. And it really doesn't allow you to get into the characters. It's unappealing to the point of distraction in that way. If I want to concentrate more on strengths, I would say there there is a, an impressive array of character actors in this movie, and they do help actually elevate the movie. I think maybe these characters were willing to sign on board because really Scott is a producer on the film, and his son is directing it, and maybe he wanted to get his son a bit of a head start. The film's pace does occasionally perk up when we have these veteran character actors come into play. Jennifer Jason Lee's in here. She plays victim number one to Morgan. She's not in this very much, but, you know, it's, it's she's a welcome presence. Paul Giamatti comes in perhaps for the best scene of the film, and he's a psychologist who comes to examine Morgan's mental state, and he delivers something, again, reminding you of Blade Runner, something that's akin to the Voigt-Kampf test in order to see her struggle with emotions and to see if this experiment is a failure or perhaps it should continue on. The one thing that occurs to me while watching veteran actors like Lee and Giamatti is that they deliver performances that seem to be a little bit semi-campy as compared to the other characters in the film. And for those bits of time when they're on the screen, they do manage to make the film a little bit more entertaining because the film had otherwise been a very dour experience throughout their screen time is limited, so that's a disappointment. But I think that if other people had known that this really is a B-movie instead of this movie like Ex Machina or Blade Runner that's trying to say something more than your typical sci-fi release, I think that that might have made it much more entertaining. I will say that if you did not have the star power that's contained in this film, many people might have easily confused it with any other run-of-the-mill straight-to-VOD or basic cable effort. It's really on that level. So unless you really find yourself watching science fiction or horror on a VOD or basic cable level, I I don't know that you're going to get a lot out of Morgan unless you really are thrilled to see these actors. If there's anything within this movie that's going to make you say, hmm, I want to see more of that in future, 
It's going to be the solid performance, I think, of Anya Taylor-Joy in the title role. Along with The Witch earlier this year, Taylor-Joy shows that she has the talent to go very far as an actress once she can cross over from these genre films, this horror film, to be more mainstream because she definitely has a lot of talent and it's evidence as she is, I feel, the best thing in Morgan. Now, Morgan may have a limited audience, primarily among those who don't mind B-movie type science fiction horror thrillers, but those people who are going to be coming into the film expecting, as marketed, the futuristic plunges into artificial intelligence and that would have something worth discussing on some sort of intellectual or philosophical level, you know, this movie really isn't going to be something that sparks a lot of discussion once the credits roll or beyond. Really, if you want an example of a film that tries but fails, Morgan is really the one to discuss, whereas Blade Runner and Ex Machina are the ones that are worth delving really deep into. There are a few attempts in the film to throw a surprise in the narrative. Most viewers, I think, are going to be able to predict the nature of any reveals long before the halfway point. In fact, if you were to stop the film halfway and ask me, how is the rest of the movie going to play out, I probably would have come remarkably close to what actually does occur. So very predictable film in that way. Effectively, it makes the last half hour of the film tedious to follow because it be- it finally becomes a kind of dark and violent movie that they've been marketing this film as. You've been anticipating it turning into the- from the outset. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen. It finally happens. It happens exactly how you expect. It gets really boring. Obviously, if you haven't seen its inspirations, I would say go watch them. The sci-fi masterpiece Blade Runner is a must-see in cinema if you're at all serious about movies. If you want to see a good example of this kind of film done recently, just last year, Ex Machina, you should see those first. Definitely don't watch this before you watch those, or you're going to be denying yourself the pleasures of those films. However, on the other hand, you know, I, I say watch those first. Maybe you don't have to watch this at all, because given that both of those films really cover just about every interesting element of Morgan, once you've checked those out and you've been thoroughly entertained, I don't think there's really much need to follow them up with some sort of mediocre rehash that's doing the same thing, but doing them less effectively. So Morgan, even though it's kind of in my wheelhouse regarding the types of films that I enjoy, I can only give it as high a rating as two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I think that it's a mediocre film. It did have the tools. It did have the talent to be something that I would consider to be worthwhile for most people. However, it's just not able to get them all together into a satisfying whole, and it leaves it feeling like a misfire. So two and a half stars goes to Morgan. Not something I would recommend paying to see in a theater. You might want to give it a flyer when it comes to red box or whatever for a buck or two maybe you'll find it interesting enough to keep your attention for 90 minutes but for me i really am not going to tell you to pay 10 or 15 dollars to go see this movie despite the fact that i like the cast and, and some of the genre elements thanks to everyone for listening and i just want to let you know that if this is your first time listening i want to encourage you to click the subscribe button and i deliver about three to five new reviews every single week and they're all a la carte so you don't have to listen to the ones you don't want to or you can save the ones that you intend to see until after you've seen the movie and then come back and listen if you want to do that as well. If you have been listening to a while, I want to reach out to you and encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review because that really does help immensely and I'm trying to build the audience to make this show worthwhile 
for continuing. So if you want it to continue, that's the best way that you can show your support. Also, if you want to reach out to me directly and let me know what you think of Morgan or any other film that I've reviewed or any film that you think I should review, you can do that by going to my website. You can find my contact information there. That's quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. 